0: During the challenge, each day, you'll receive two free meditations, one for the morning and one for the evening. These guided meditations will help you unlock a happier and healthier you, plus, you'll get exclusive access to two live webinars with me where I'll answer your meditation questions. And best of all, you'll be joining a like-minded, supportive community, making the commitment to change their lives by building a meditation practice that brings meaningful results. Whether you're brand new to meditation or a seasoned meditator, I really hope you'll join us starting on January 28th. Go to hayhousecom slash five days to join now and download a free PDF where I share five ways to boost your meditation practice. That's heyhouse.com forward slash the number five, D-A-Y-S.
1: Let Dr. Wayne W. Dyer take you on a voyage of discovery where you can begin to tap into the amazing manifesting powers that you possess. As a loyal podcast listener... Hey House would like to offer the ebook version of Wishes Fulfilled Mastering the Art of Manifesting to you for free for a limited time to help you learn how to obtain what you truly desire. You're invited to open yourself up to a new way of experiencing life by imagining exactly what you would like to manifest for yourself. By using your imagination and practicing the art of assuming the feelings of your wishes being fulfilled, you will discover that you possess the ability to become the person you were destined to be. Get your free Wayne Dyer ebook now at HayHouse.com slash manifest. That's HayHouse.com slash manifest.
2: Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. How are you feeling? Right. I feel great. had I a lot of great.
1: emails. People are asking, you know, how's Dr. Dyer doing?
2: <laughs> well, what I'm doing is I'm committing. Um, uh, I'm committing to a, a program of... Uh, that this Peter Goscue uh, has designed for me and it's something you have to do every single day. And it's, uh, an hour and about an hour and 20 minutes to complete it. Uh, sometimes it takes even a little longer. Um, but I have just, since I've been doing it for about the last two and a half, three weeks, um, I just noticed that I can do things that I couldn't do. I can raise, when I shave, I can raise my left arm, uh, which I couldn't do at all. I can look to my left, I can look down, uh, Major changes. Major changes taking place. It's a it's a total. It's like a realignment process of uh, his basic whole theory is this. Everything starts with our, our hips, and when your hips are uh, malaligned in any way, misaligned, it's um, it affects you know your your entire body. So it's really, and I can just really see the difference. And through all the years of yoga, uh, I always knew that my right side was very very different than my left side. It's like one side's a genius and the other side needs special, very special edge. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and so it's, it's just trying to get that, uh, that alignment down. And, you know, I've been doing this, you know, whatever, whatever I've been doing to get this uh, misalignment I've been doing for 50 years or more um, since, since just being a little boy. So it's, uh, it's just a fascinating, it's a fascinating process to watch. And actually it's, it's it doesn't take, because it took 50 years uh, to get there, it doesn't mean it has to take 50 years to, uh, you know, to fix it. You can actually see very dramatic progress, day by day, literally.
1: Just um, making that commitment, though, to your health and even uh, you know, getting better. I mean, I think you know a lot of people put that to the wayside, like oh, I'll deal with that later, and mm. you know, making it a priority is important.
2: Yeah, and, and his whole thing is his, his book's called Pain Free, so it's like li- living without pain. Just, and, and most of the pains that we have are. Muscular skeletal, someplace, you know, whether it's our feet, our ankles, our knees, you know, our sciatica, you know, our shoulders, whatever, and it basically all comes from. He just looked at me. He's been doing this his entire life. His name, Pete Egoscu E G O S C U, and his clinic's all over the country. And he just looked at me and he said. Your right hip is so out of line in comparison to your left," he said, "and that's the cause of your neck pain. It is not your neck at all. You do not need fusion therapy. You do not need injections. You do not." He said, "If you, if we can get your and he's just designed a program and it changes every week for me. He's just been he's been an angel for me.
1: That's calls great news. me every
2: sing calls me every single day and then and and has pictures and and then I send pictures to my the gal that's helping me. She'll take a picture of me from the front and the back and the and the sides and. Then she sends it to them, and based upon what that picture shows, he then designs. You know, he adds things to the program and so on. So, it's uh, it's exciting, and uh, commitment is no problem for me. I mean, uh, when I started running in in 1976, I ran for 22 years without missing one day. Um, uh, so, uh, and then I and then I took one day off because my wife said I, I was impossible for me to not run. She said she'd be more impressed if I didn't run so i didn't run one day then i ran seven more years so in 29 years i i, I missed one day of running 8 miles or more um, so if i commit myself to do something that's just been one of my qualities in my life it's one of the things i talk about on the new pbs show is something called determination you know that we all have a, we all have sort of a dharma we have a, in, in in eternal time there's a reason for us to be here and when we really feel good, we know that we're aligned with that, uh, that good feeling. But just because we have this, this sort of this talent and this destiny, uh, to do things, let's say you want to be a great artist or whatever, uh, and that's, you you, know, you have the talent for it. But if you don't pick up the paintbrush and if you don't take the time and if you don't study and if you don't just go out there and just, you know, create, then you're making course corrections to your dharma all the time. And so it's really about finding what makes you feel good and then, uh, and then staying with that. And one of the things that makes me feel good is, uh, you know, is to be in a, in a state of, uh, you know, of well being or, or, or perfect health. Uh, so whatever it is that it takes to do that, you still have to, you know, you still have to <clears throat> go do the exercises and it's not, it's not the no pain, no gain. In fact, he says that there's no, there's no pain. The exercises are not painful. They're just, um, they're just realignments and it's, uh, Some of it, some of them, just involve just raising my leg up to a certain level and just holding it there for five minutes, you know, and then bringing it down and then doing it on the other side and so on. It's kind of fascinating the the study of the human body and and how it's it's symmetrical. It's originally, you know, we were all created symmetrically. The right and the left side, everything balances, and then, you know, we start shifting. Um, the way that we walk, uh, the, our, our athletics, accidents happen, you know, whatever. And, and we get, and, and then we we sort to get ourselves out of balance. And a part of that getting back into balance is also, you know, eating well um, so that you're not carrying around extra weight trying to do all of this as well because that really has a huge impact on your muscular and your skeletal system. You know, carrying around an right. extra 30, 40, 50 pounds um, is a lot to ask of, a, a back muscles and uh, neck muscles and so on so it's uh, it's involved with that as well
1: well I've heard you say it's interesting you know how you say you're fascinated by the body and everything and how you know we're perfect in the beginning right when right. you know when we come into being and then as mm-hmm. you go along you know things happen and just getting back into balance so I, I know I've heard you talk uh, about that before it just makes so much sense
2: yeah and it's it's really it's kind of fun it's fun to me it's a challenge i love challenges i've i've taken them on my my new book i can see clearly now will be it's it's, a, it's about a lot of things that came into my life that really challenged me i was talking about it to a friend of mine this morning about uh, just um you know when i left the, when i left st john's university i was a full professor i had a full a professorship and and tenure pretty much guaranteed and you know my my benefits were going to be paid and, you know, and, and working at a university and it was just all, it was just all there, but there's just, there's, there's a challenge. And when I had written this book called Your Erroneous Sounds and, uh, and there it was and the publishers were, were not going to keep it, uh, you know, keep stocking it if it didn't sell. So, um, it was incumbent upon me to go out there and, you know, if I wanted it to stay in print and to, to, to keep going. So we we're all given these options all the time, you know, and it's like and the, and the idea. So I remember when I left the university, I just had to re, resign at a uh, a very prominent position, which was a guaranteed uh, income for the rest of my life and all benefits and all of those kind of things, and and uh, I just walked away from all of that in the name of, uh, of taking on this challenge of going across the country and and talking about something that I really believed in and. Uh, that's worked, exactly worked out what pretty I, well. <laughs> well, let's yeah, well, I always tell people the first year and the in the very first year that I decided to really listen to my inner self and uh, and and not uh, you know, I read I read this wonderful book um, published by Hay House it's called uh, the five secrets of the of the dying or the regrets the five I think oh, it's the, yes. five, the top five the top five regrets of the dying. is written by a nurse um, who's a hospice nurse and she was a uh, you know, interviewing people who were uh, terminal uh, and asking them—you know, hundreds and hundreds of them—what, what, what, what do you regret the most? What do you regret the most in your life that you're at this stage now in hospice? And the top regret of the dying was that I w- uh, that I wish I would have uh, had the courage to live the life that I knew I was supposed to, rather than allowing somebody else to dictate what that was. You know, and
1: uh, such a powerful lesson. So-
2: Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's like, and that's, that's one regret when I'm at the stage of dying and we never know when that is. um, That won't be one of my regrets because I've always kind of loved the idea of a challenge. And
1: And that book uh, was written by Bronnie Ware, available at HayHouse.com.
2: Oh, is it? Yeah, Bronnie is (laughs) her first name. Bronnie Ware. On on my PBS show, I said Bonnie. And so (laughs) I had to go back and and say it, Bronnie, so that they could put that in the right place. (laughs) Bronnie, yeah, Bronnie What's her last name?
1: Bronnie Ware, W-A-R-E.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that book struck a lot of
1: people, it's so powerful.
2: Yeah. So this whole idea of challenges and and so on, so I mean, looking at your body and saying, okay, I was given, this is the body that I was given for my soul, you know, my soul's going to live in this body. And if I don't take good care of it, my soul has to leave, you know, and and leave this physical world. They say, if you don't take care of your body, you don't have anywhere else to live. So it's like the idea of uh, of, of making it, uh, you know, in as in as good a shape as I possibly can make it, and not doing things that harm it, and exercising it, and um, feeding it properly, and not giving gluten to it, and fasting occasionally, and all the kinds of things that I, I do in my life. They're not because I'm just trying out some new fad. It's uh, this whole idea of. Uh, Making this body work, and it's it's very interesting because I said to you, whoever answered the phone when they called me this morning, uh, "How do you feel this morning?" And I was feeling like uh, last night I I uh, I had some cheesecake, you know, without the crust, so there was no gl- gluten in it or anything. But but just eating uh, uh, actually two pieces of cheesecake before I went to bed. What a huge! My body just protested this morning, just so so vehemently. I mean, it was saying to me, "What?" Is it? What What were you thinking last night when you when you decided to, to put all of that sugar in, in, into your body before you went to bed last night? You know, it's was like uh, so. It's just a reminder and a challenge to, and the balance of that cheesecake. I, I'm, I'm donating to, <coughs> to the kids that work around here, so uh. <laughs> it's going
1: to a good cause.
2: But it's it's just it's just a reminder. You know, you don't have to have regrets, and you don't have to fill yourself with guilt and all of that. Uh. You know, I, um, I I just get out there. I'm gonna when I finish, I'm gonna go for a swim in the ocean. That always just kind of brings me back. I did a 40-minute meditation just on just, just feeling better and feeling more peaceful. So uh, I feel great now. I feel great. But these are all what we're talking about here. Are you know these ideas of of, of, of determination and challenges and uh, and willingness, willingness to do whatever it takes uh, to bring yourself in alignment with your dharma, with what what you came here for and Everybody that shows up here on this planet has has a reason for being here. Uh, so once you uh, and, and whatever that is, it's like a lot of people say, I don't know what it is. Whatever it is that makes you feel good, uh, as long as it doesn't interfere with anybody else's right uh, to feel good, so that you can't go around hurting people and shooting people and whatever, and say, well, this is my dharma. This is like the only exception to to you know whatever it is that makes you feel good is. It doesn't stop anybody else from being able to feel good. You don't have to do it at anyone else's expense. And if it makes you feel good, it's because uh, you're you're aligning with your purpose. You're aligning with the reasons because feeling good and and feeling God are are, are identical. They're the same thing. And uh, <clears throat> so um, you you just know what makes you feel good. And for me, I know that when I write and when I speak and and when I'm reaching out and helping other people and so on and uh, Doing things, I always say this hour that we spend together every every Monday um, is one of my best. Fe- it's one of the feel good hours of the week. You know, just just talking to people and, and reaching out to you know and and sharing even sharing what I'm going through, even sharing like the the work of a of a Pete Egoscue. Um because I know there's a lot of people out there right now listening who've got backaches, and I'm talking to one. I know you do. Oh um, yeah, I'm yeah, sitting
1: sideways but, in the chair.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. so it's like because you've got sciatica issues and so yeah. on, and uh, but it's like it's 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 really about setting an intention. I've been, I mean, I've been struggling with this severe neck pain, which has you know actually stopped me from doing a speaking engagement, which has never happened in four decades. Uh, so it's like, and, but I've, instead of just cursing it and and saying, oh, that's you know, it's it's like I'm you know, and and as I stay aligned with my purpose, then the right people show up, and it's just amazing how the right people show up the way peace came into my life the way so many people who've helped me through this uh, you know this mini crisis that i'm going through uh, the right people will show up as long as you're aligned as long as you uh, say to yourself you know i am i'm open and willing uh... and determined to do whatever it takes to uh, to bring peace to my life to to my body to my financial picture to to my health to uh, my relationships you know to everything it all Anyway.
1: All comes together. Well, That's a great message though. Yeah. And let's go to Lance in San Francisco. Lance is on line five. And thanks for holding there. You're on with Dr. Dyer.
2: Hi, Wayne. Hi, Lance. How are you? I, I'm doing
3: great. I am uh, uh, Good to talk to you again. I'm reading your new book. I can see clearly now and I, I have uh, a question for you.
2: How did you uh, get a copy of it? It's not out and uh, it doesn't come out until March.
3: Well, I... Uh, I'm not a writer or anything, but uh, you had an event in Denver, and I flew out this morning. Of and you allowed us to purchase an early coffee.
2: That's right. That's right. Just for the people at that workshop. That's right. Oh, so you're reading it. You got it. So, how are you? So, this is the first review. I know there actually was a very nice review written of it uh, this week uh, in uh, some journal they sent to me. What's your reaction?
3: It's it's unbelievable uh although i'm i'm a little bit biased everything you put out is unbelievable so i knew i would love (laughs) it i think that mindset alone makes Uh me love even more but uh so i uh i had a uh, early in the book you talk about uh you're telling a story about getting dropped off at a turnpike in pennsylvania and you happen to run into your uh your brother and you talk about uh Ah, uh, wanting to align your life with the the miraculous, miraculous, invisible energy, you know that that made all that happen. So mm-hmm. you you talk about uh uh putting yourself in a mindset that begin, uh, that helps you co-create more and more synchronistic events. And now I've I've had quite a few synchronistic events. The last one being, you know, meeting you the morning of having a dream. You know, I had a dream and then I met you it kind of sounds like a similar synchronistic event as you being dropped off at a turnpike. You weren't like consciously doing it. But then you go on to say you're putting yourself in a mindset that allows you to to, uh, co-create more and more synchronistic events. Can you elaborate that mindset that that, uh, allows you to, you know, I guess Deepak would call it being in the field. Uh, Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, I can talk about it forever. (laughs) But it's um... (laughs) – It's just—it's what Abraham calls it. I'm going to do—I'm doing a program with her, uh, with Abraham, with Esther Hicks, uh, uh, coming up in Anaheim. It's sold out, but it's, so it's—but it's, a, but it's a, she she speaks about this uh, or these these uh, beings, these entities, speaking through her, speak about this whole concept of, of allowing, and uh, and the idea of allowing is that um, you start to see that you start to look at the world. Um, not the way you want it to be. This is like the, this is the shift in, in our subconscious mind training that we have to go through. Uh, we have to get out of this mindset that uh, the world ought to be the way I want it to be. and people ought to be things ought to be going the way I think that they should be going and that uh, there should be nothing bad happens and, and all of this kinds of stuff that we you know we fill our, our, our inner world with and, and talk about how terrible this is and that is and so on. Uh, when in fact the world is just the way it is, and when you can align yourself with that awareness that yes, you can you can um, do things to uh, to improve it and so on, but not by judging it and not by saying that it shouldn't be this way. Um, I've I've given the example many times of my friend Ramdas, who when we were talking about starvation, uh, and it was when I was working for the Hunger Project to try to end hunger by by the beginning of the of this century this was back in the 1980s and Ram Dass said to me many years ago that, that starvation you know in different parts of the world is part of the perfection of the universe you've got to understand that as hard as that is to grasp and I paused and thought about that and I just my original reaction is how can you say such a thing how can we accept the idea that that, star- that some people have got to starve to death in a world where there's plenty of food and, and the technology to be able to grow it and so on it's all here how can you say that? But then he concluded his remark to me. He said, uh, "So he said so. Starvation is a part of the perfection of the world, but so is your desire to end it. That's part of the perfection of the of the of the world. And so it's like you, you you. And and so where you put your attention is not on on what you don't want, because if you put your attention, if what you think about is what expands, and if you put your attention on the things that you don't like and that 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 you don't want." then you just multiply the amount of uh, negativity and the amount of uh, what you don't want. You become a part of the, the very thing that you uh, are trying to uh, eradicate.
1: So going back to the calls, we've got some great callers up here. How about a- another Wayne, from one Wayne to another Wayne? Okay. Uh, on line three, uh, going to Connecticut. And Wayne, thanks for holding on and joining the show today.
4: My pleasure. Thank you. Dr. Dyer, thank you very much for taking the call.
2: Uh, My pleasure.
4: I would like to give you a little background. Uh, For the last year, this kind of goes right into your new book. I've been using your determination, your uh, of challenges, and and doing what it takes to try to uh, let my body get back into alignment and uh, remove itself of uh, phase three rectal cancer. And Mm I
1: decided. Wayne, I'm sorry. If you're on a speakerphone, could you pick up, or are you talking into the mic? Uh,
4: Actually, let me do it this way. I'm so sorry.
1: That's much better. Go ahead. Much better.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, this is uh, this has resonated with me, and uh, I've been I'm on about the third listening now for "Wishes Fulfilled." Uh, absolutely wonderful, as all of your other works are. And uh, what what point was driven home to me most important uh, was subjective thoughts versus objective evidence. Mm. And uh, using using your your meditation CD, which is. I'm hooked. I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: Um, um, using I that...
4: I oh, I mean, but, you said, you're, you know, your you're family. I mean, I, I've never heard anything like it. It's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, um, using it, with, what I'm having difficulty with uh, is trying to stay in the subjective thoughts and in, in where I'm going to be. However, the manifestation of the pain It keeps pulling me back. I mean, pain is one of the hardest things. Anything else I can deal with, thoughts I can deal with, or it seems to be, at least, I think I can deal with them. However, the pain, for instance, even today, it's just, it gets to a point where it brings me back and it brings me down and it takes me out of where I want to be.
2: Okay, Wayne, I, I I know this is another Wayne talking to you who's been through you know some pretty severe chronic pain in the last uh, three or four I know months. you have.
4: I know you have. Yeah. Yes. You've, you've been a I role the, model and a spiritual inspiration for me since the 70s. Mm. I mean, a long, long time. So yeah. I just thought that maybe you could give me some ideas of what you did. I think I can, now.
2: yeah. Okay. I think I, think I can. Um, number one is... Um, do you know who nick ortner is i do not uh, he's doing he's the he's written a book called the tapping solution and oh, i yes, believe yes, that he, yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes and he's doing something on pain tapping and pain I coming up that. I, yep. I, I, coming up soon i would really whatever it is i'm not quite sure i would get involved with it I, i'd connect with him um you can find out how to do that through hay house um Correct. and he he's had some enormous successes and helping people uh, through this this tapping process uh, with pain, um, he did a lot of tapping with me. But the the pain um, was almost immune to that. It was uh, it was a uh, it was one of the great learning experiences of my life, and it, it still is. It still continues to be because as soon as this show is over, I've got to go back and do uh, you know an an hour and uh, perhaps an hour and forty minutes of uh, pretty rigorous uh, kinds of things in order to get my body realigned. Of but um, let me just tell you what happened. Um, <clears throat> I, I spoke a little bit about this on my September 30th show, so you can tr- probably find it. But just before I was ready to uh, do the PBS special, uh, which will be airing in, uh, on, in June in March, <clears throat> call I can see clearly now. And something I had been pointing to, and uh, I had previously had an experience in Australia where uh, I was speaking in Melbourne, and I actually had to go off the stage because the pain was so great i was I managed to go back on and finish. <clears throat> and the following week, I spoke in Sydney, and I did it uh, through sitting down and just you know kind of but the thing just kept growing and growing um and it just wouldn't go and it was it was the kind of pain that was just so, so gripping that uh, you know, like twice I had people call an, call an ambulance to take me to a hospital to get me a, some kind of a shot of morphine or mm-hmm. something because because the pain was so. Overwhelming. Now, is your pain from um, from taking uh, like like chemo and things like that for this? No, uh, no, no. I'm 100
4: I'm percent natural. I mean, I'm, I'm basically uh, you know everything okay. from juicing to uh, you know to right. to the whole I mean, the whole nine yards.
2: Right. It's, okay.
4: A, it's, a, it's a rigorous schedule.
2: Yeah. So the pain, but the pain, the pain is, uh, is is a pretty intense pain. Is
4: it? It's a pretty intense pain, especially when uh, the, the, you know basically what's happening is pressure from the digestive tract. If you're eating anything other than just mm-hmm. juicing, uh, is is putting pressure on the tumor itself, and, right. and the rectum mm-hmm. is very very sensitive.
2: Right. Of course. Okay. So um, so just uh, ninety minutes before I was ready to go on for the taping. The taping was at seven. Uh, this was at five thirty p.m. Um, my wife, um, who, who, for, with whom I've been separated for the last 13 years, but we're very, very close. We speak almost Uh every day. We have, we, we raised seven children together. Um, and, um, so she came out there because three of my children are on this PBS special. My daughter, Skye is singing. My daughter, Serena read a letter and my daughter, Sage talks about how she healed herself with her mind of uh, something when she was just a child.
3: Yeah,
2: I um, <clears throat> Yeah, so 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 they're all on there. So she came out to, obviously to be in the audience with her with her children. My son was in the audience as well. So four of my children were there. Um, but I I got into the green room and uh, I had my notes and all the things that I was getting ready to do it. <clears throat> and I was overcome with uh, the the thing hit me, and it's like uh, it's it's in my neck and just left above my left shoulder. But it is it's a kind of pain that it's almost as if someone is just reaching in and they've got, like, knives in their hands and they're just stabbing you. I mean, it's just, and it's just excruciating kind of pain that uh, just doesn't allow you to do anything. So um, I called for my wife, you know, and she was out there someplace and they kept saying, Are you sure you want Marcy to come there? I said, yes, she will know what to do. She, Because I have watched this woman, I, I was there with her through the birth of four of our children, mm-hmm. um, and and I watched her do this whole childbirth thing, um with uh without ever uttering a peep without uh without uh, complaining at all without uh, you know and somehow she was able to take you know i mean that's you know they say that if men if men had that uh, had to do this yeah there would uh, there would be no such word as sibling okay I and mean, there, there would there would only be one child in a family no man would ever go through it twice uh, so um but i mean i would watch and so i just knew and she has a different kind of an energy about her and uh and so she um she came into the room and immediately she looked at me and she saw that the tears were flowing down my face i was you know just red and i was like as tight as i possibly possibly could be and just in just that horrible pain knowing i think perhaps more than anything I've got, you know, I've got an audience showing up here and I've got the trucks out there and there's 40 people that have flown out here to do this show. And it's like, it's like, you know, the, the expense of it and all of this, you know, and and I'm thinking, there's just no way that I can go out there and and speak, uh, even though I was going to sit down and all of that. And she looked at me and she said, you are not this pain. You have got to, you've got to become the observer of this pain. Just notice it, just pay attention. And I'd say, but, but, and she said, don't. To keep get your mind off of the pain because the pain that you're going through wayne yes. is is not coming from your tumor and it's not coming from the rectal area as much as you like to be- believe that it's mm-hmm. coming from your it's coming from your brain all your of, you know they could they could go into your brain and cut off a little piece and you wouldn't feel any pain that's what an anesthesiologist does you know mm-hmm. so that so that it's like it's it's referred to, and but it goes through the brain and then it goes to you and then you Get convinced that it's coming from you know this area or it's because of what you ate and so on so it's like you have to first of all get your mind off of the pain no matter what and the way that you do it the way I did it when I was going through this this really horrific pain is I would try to get to a mirror and I and and look and when, when the pain would be at its most exclusive I would look you know in, in a full you know in a full-length mirror and i would just try to either lie there or stand there or whatever and just look and and this is a way of sort of it's like an exercise in helping you to become the observer, to become the witness, to just sure. notice it. Like like what my body is going through is not me, you know, and I have all kind. I have a choice in how I process this and how I decide that I'm going to look at this and what even though it does. I don't know how right now, you know, and it's the only thing that I've ever learned is that, you know, if, if it hurts there, then 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 that's me. But it's not you. Who you are is infinite and invisible and formless and deathless. You know, so that you're carrying around within you, you know, this deathless uh, energy, um, which is who you are. And this body of yours is going to, you know, it's going to go through its motions and then it's going to dematerialize like everything else in the universe does. And if you could. And, and, and so what here's what happened. Um, so she said that to me and everybody who was around me, nobody knew what to do. And everybody was kind of scared, not only for me, but, you know, for this whole production. There's a whole set made and all of that. And I just said out loud, and I just stood up, and I just said, I'm asking for a miracle. I said uh, t- "I said to God, if I am supposed to be enduring this pain, if that's part of what, then I'm perfectly willing to do it. But I would like to have a break to be able to get this message out and to do this show, because it's, it's that important to me. I feel like it's like it's the most important message I've ever given on this show. It's about mm-hmm. moving to a place of divine love, and uh, and and when you have that, you if you have pain, you just start to love it. You know, you just because that's all you have to observe with is just this love thing, and and it's like it's becoming, it's it's being able to come from a place of of being the witness to the pain and not the pain. And I want to tell you, Wayne, the most amazing miraculous thing happened in those my wife was there two of my children my uh... of the five younger ones that we had together sky my oldest and sage my youngest they were in there my friend reed tracy was in there uh... and what what my wife and two and two daughters did is they just surrounded me they just hugged me and i just brought them in close to me and i just asked for this uh, this pain to be lifted uh... temporarily if necessary in order to do this show so i did that i asked for this prayer and within about 20 or 25 minutes. Uh, and this was like, this was a week after I had had the uh, experience with John of God, my second experience yep. with John of God. And mm-hmm. the entities, and that was the night that they, and what happened, I believe, is the entities, I, I could feel something going on in my neck that was very, very serious. But what they did, and this is how it works, Wayne, is that when you get to that place that I'm just defining here now where you become the witness to it and you don't identify yep. with it, and then these entities—they sent me um, this man named Peter Goscue, um, who you know I didn't want to talk to, and I didn't want the phone call, I didn't want anybody else. And there were so many synchronistic, serendipitous kinds of events that that brought his phone number to me. And I finally just called it as a favor to get somebody off my back, so I don't have to. Call. And sure. uh, and when I called him, he was at home. Uh, he answered the phone. It was a Friday night. He found out I was in California. He got in his car. He came to my hotel room. He stayed there with me. He designed a program for me, and um, I'm literally sitting here today, pain-free, um, because of what what it is that my wife did and what these entities did, and how they sent me. And you know, I'm 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 I've, I've designed a program like that, and that's why my first reaction when you called was to have you see if you can get involved in this tapping seminar thing that he's going to be doing on pain on, on chronic and serious pain. I think that uh, Nick is a really, really beautiful man. I think it's going to be helpful to you, but cultivate the witness, cultivate the witness and try not to identify yourself as, you know, see yourself. When the pain comes the worst, get in front of a mirror and ask yourself, who is it that's that's experiencing this pain and who is it that's watching this pain? Who is the observer? And, uh, And is that really what I'm, am I what I'm observing or am I just the observer? And then you can even ask yourself, who is it that's doing the observing? You know, and that's the best I can do for you, my friend. And
0: uh, no,
4: well, I mean that's that's the essence of what you are saying is the essence of where I'm trying to be. Uh, right. You know, doing this, uh, it's just that again, and I, and I think as as you go back, I mean, I remember years and years ago you talking about running and you had a blister on your foot and you went, you know right. the blister wasn't there when you're doing what you will need to do right and I, I exactly. find that and I think we all find that when we get in in line with God and in line with what we're supposed to be doing uh in essence some things just tend to relieve themselves right. on their own yeah and, and uh, also
2: I think, wishes fulfilled talks a lot about this idea of of seeing yourself as already as already healed you know like begin yes, to treat well, yourself as, as yeah, yeah that's your I am I am perfect health I am well and am you'll well. align with with that's that energy exactly. An, another great book that's out there, it's uh, its not a Hay House book, but I really loved it a lot, and it'll help you with what I'm talking about. It's called The Untethered Soul.
4: The Untethered Soul, okay.
2: The Untethered right. Soul. It's a great book about uh, about cultivating the witness. Beautifully written. Um, he just did a show with Oprah not too long ago. Uh, I don't even know what the author's name, but it's a book called The Untethered Soul. It was very, very helpful to me. Yeah, and you just carry on, my friend. You just carry on, and, well, and you just... You just almost befriend this pain. You just you just you don't treat it as as something that is hurting you. It's there. There's a lesson in this thing for you. And boy has there been a powerful lesson for me. And I know that because I'm a teacher and it sounds like you are too. You know, and yeah. you will teach people how to overcome, you know, things as, as well, that's seriously you know, diagnosed. I mean, that's, the, that's
4: that's what we're all here for when when we when we, when we learn our lessons. I mean, basically we uh, we have an obligation, I think, uh, to teach anyone that, that is, is right. willing to to listen or is, is interested mm. in listening. And I just want to say to thank you, first of first and foremost, thank you very much. That's uh, much appreciated. And second uh, is thank you for everything you've done throughout your life. Uh, you've lifted not only my spirit but so many people's. I can't even can't even tell you how much how appreciative I am.
2: Well, thank you, my friend. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to hayhouseradio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.